Welcome to, oh wow, I'm loud. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Welcome to another episode, a special bonus episode. Oh, my heart is racing. Of Countdown to <laughs> Infinity and Avengers oh. podcast. We talk all things Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes, and we that do. includes the movies. Mm-hmm. And the streaming. The streaming. The, the streaming. streaming. You the sound movies. like a grandma. The, the internets. It includes the internets that come with the passwords and the Wi-Fi. Mm, all right. You know what? I'm a profesh. <laughs> yeah. My name's Emmanuel. <laughs> my name is Sophia. She's my grandma. And also... I, I, I'm a grandma. No, she's not. She's my <laughs> girlfriend. Oh, my God. Okay. I love you. All right. I love you too, pal. Buddy. Okay. That's a... <laughs> just a rough kidding. start. I'm you, just kidding. You may be wondering why or why... Is there an episode releasing not on a Monday? What? Was there a new secret episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier that was released? Was it Was it today? What well, is today? Let me belay those fears. You like that? Right. By saying no, there wasn't some secret ep that no. dropped. We will still have one coming out Monday, but we wanted to hop in your feel, fee, field, I- in your feed. <laughs> To release a very special conversation that we had with a, a with a just a, that we just had a, just had just mere happened. minutes ago. Oh my God, with a really amazing, fun, and cool actor. Nice, who, nice person. I can't. I can't even express. My heart is literally racing. Aww. So, so sweet. Such a sweetheart. You know, Sophia watched the last episode of, of Falcon Winter Soldier. I did. When Doctor Nadler showed up, yeah, she was like, "Ah, oh, let's." Let's see more of him. I like him. And I, I think I even mentioned that on the pod. I was like, man, I wanted to see more of him because yeah. he, he was so cool, so cute. And my gosh. So we. So what did Emmanuel no, surprise me with? No, I didn't do with? this. No, this I'm was just kidding. not me. <laughs> but Oli mm-hmm. Haskevi yes. is, is, was able and graciously uh, gave us a little bit of his time to sit down and talk about his experience mm-hmm. acting in a Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, project. He is, if you, if you think you've seen him before, he's been on The Deuce as well as, yes. as a lot of different TV shows. On HBO. Mm-hmm. On HBO and then on network TV as well. Yeah. And he is always playing playing kind of a he plays a doctor in the deuce he does and he plays a doctor slash scientist in the mcu he's just an honorary doctor at this point he should just get a degree <laughs> they should just mail him <laughs> an a degree. honorary degree but uh we, we ask him questions about um um you know his experience the his secretive marvel uh world. process mm-hmm. and also what it's like to put yourself in the shoes of a character who really is is so important to the MCU. So important. So many connections are made. He is. I, I mean, I I don't know if he, he if he's maybe one of the smartest in, in in Marvel, but he's able to reverse engineer the super serum, something that an entire group of people plus to, Tony Stark's dad mm-hmm. did for the original Captain America, and he did it himself. He was snapped, and then he's back, and then he got shot. But we are so excited to share it with you. And uh, yeah, so without further ado, without further ado, here's a here's a really fun conversation with really Oli. S- with the really sweet guy. Here you go. Enjoy. After much labor, I was able to isolate the necessary compounds in his blood. I was a god. I did what no other scientist since Erskine was able to do, but mine in Marvel, but I guess that's a great way to start. We can't really ignore the fact that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is one of the the biggest pieces of art, I think, in, in pop culture for the past 20 years. How do you feel being, being, being inside of that universe? 
it's really mind blowing. I never, I never would have anticipated it. I, I, I really feel like the great majority of my career so far, which has been full of some really wonderful opportunities, but the great majority of it has been weird plays off Broadway in New York City, as well as some very sort of niche cable and streaming television shows. Yeah. I think much of the last 12 or so years living in New York City, probably 95% of my jobs fall into one of those categories. And, you know, Marvel doesn't typically, it, it's it's not the kind of thing that my friends are doing. There's not a lot of it shooting in New York City, typically. It's in yeah. international locations or other locations. And so it's not, it didn't sort of register as a possibility in my mm-hmm. life or in my career. And so when I made the audition tape, I didn't really think much of it. I was happy to have the audition, but it didn't have the feeling that sometimes your auditions have where you go, oh, this actually might happen, or this feels this feels like a possibility because I've worked with this director before or something like that. It definitely felt like, okay, I'm happy to make this tape, but I'm not holding my breath. And um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's been really thrilling and really exciting because it really is a whole other sort of planet of acting than mm. what I'm used to. Um, I'm resisting the urge to make a, you know, a universe pun here, but, um, but it, but it really does. It, everything about it felt wild and different and exciting to me from what I'm used to. Yeah. Does it feel marvelly from the very beginning? I, I mean, as an actor, you, you visit with a lot of people, you meet a lot of people, you read a lot of scripts, you send a lot of auditions, but is there suddenly a briefcase that comes to your door and someone saying, all right. Someone from the CIA because it's so secretive. Yeah. Or what would it, it would be shield. It would be someone from right. one of those organizations. Totally. It's like three people wearing sunglasses yeah. and they won't tell me their names. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's the kind of thing that there are a lot of ways in which it felt very different. And there are many ways in which it felt exactly the same as what I'm used to. Yeah, It's the most massive sets I've ever seen, the most gigantic operation from a technical standpoint, but it actually felt like such a wonderful relief that when you're shooting scenes with other actors and working with your director, that's the same dynamic usually, whether it's the tiniest micro-budget indie film where you're stealing your locations... And then the most gigantic thing you can imagine, which I think is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And so it's so nice to realize that the actual work is the same when you're talking about your scenes and talking about your characters. It's just inside of this unbelievably huge, thrilling thing to be a part of. I mean, walking onto those sets, the artists and craftsmen who make them at every in every department are i mean i can't say enough about how creative and how skilled and phenomenal they are and so yeah there there were a lot of ways in which it felt like wow you really are in a whole different ball game right now but i was really thankful that when the time came for the cameras to roll we're just trying to do our scenes and 
you know, tell the truth as much as we can. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like the difference is you have permits, which is uh-huh. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, they it. do have shooting permits. <laughs> you don't have to worry about someone kicking you out. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you're, you're, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is known for super complex storylines, a lot of pseudoscience, and you play a scientist, a master of that pseudoscience. Like we'll talk, the master. The master. We'll, we'll talk about <laughs> his importance, but what kind of things do you do to prepare to know, okay, what is a super soldier serum, mm-hmm. and what would I do if I was trying to reverse engineering that? Totally. That's such a good question because, like you said, there's almost no end to the amount of research that you can do between comic books and dozens of films and TV shows. And I feel like as soon as I realized, I I got my script pages, because when I auditioned the character, they didn't release the character's name. I didn't even know that it was for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It was called Untitled Marvel Number 4 or something like that. (laughs) And so it took a long time before I even knew what show I was on and the name of the role, and what actually happened in the scenes, because the audition scenes were not the real scenes. They sort of approximated the material, but no identifying details, nothing all that clear. And so I got the actual material with not a lot of time before shooting, but the first thing I did, obviously, was Google Dr. (laughs) Wilfred Nagel to try to see what sort of deep dive I could do. And the first thing I saw is what I think is the only rendering of him in a comic book. And it really sort of freed me up because I don't look anything like him. (laughs) And so I think that made me feel like, okay, we're clearly doing something different here. That gives me permission to, I would have loved to have had the time to do a real deep dive into all of the films and all of the comic books. I'm just that type of actor who feels like the more information, the better. But in that moment, I felt like, oh, God, I've got a lot of monologues to memorize. I can't really. (laughs) That's more important than doing my real research, especially once I see that I don't look like him. I'm not the same age as he is. So I can allow this particular script to inform my performance more than any sort of background research. But you're, even though you don't look like uh, an insane, what is it, the... (laughs) 40s era (laughs) evil scientists you still have to embody that kind of i don't know that sinisterness that isn't so overt as you know a Mm -hmm. crazy hair in a lab coat but how how did it feel uh being that being just a really (laughs) bad guy that's what's that's actually i have to say part of what's been so fun about the release of it is that a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on his True. morality and his stance in the world. And, But to answer your question sort of briefly, it was really fun. It was fun to feel... Um, it was fun to feel like I have these superheroes coming to my lab and I've played a lot of diminutive low status people and it was sort of fun to feel like in the face of those guys 
I actually get to stand up to them pretty quickly, or at least attempt to stand up to them pretty quickly and say, you know, I don't care what you're doing here. I believe in what I've been doing. And because I, I think that's the other thing too, is that when you're an actor, even if you are playing a bad guy and I don't need to say what my opinions of Dr. Nagel's morality are. I think that's, I really like to leave that up to the viewer. I don't want to tell anybody what to think, but um, you always have to decide when you're an actor that the thing that they're, the thing that your character is hoping to do is in some way optimistic or in some way hopeful. And even if it is, you know, on the from the, for, from the audience's perspective at a remove, even if it is clearly terrible or clearly questionable in some way, when you're the person in charge of it or when you're the actor behind it, you sort of have to figure out how are they trying to make the world a better place doing this. And so there were a lot of fun rabbit holes to go down because every part of that monologue really is a clue. Because to me, it feels like the majority of the scene is one long speech yeah. for him really and we shot it as one long scene wow. even though it's in segments in the episode and so each of those sentences sort of has some clue to his opinion of something or just his factual history and so it's fun to fill those things out and think how did he feel in that moment or why does does he want to you know wave this in their face somehow or um you know, is is he playing his cards close to the chest as a tactic to see what will happen on them as a result? There's a, there's a lot of fun stuff to dig into in that scene. Yeah. And so I, I just sort of let the script. I had a I had an acting teacher when I was really, really young say, your script is your treasure map. And mm-hmm. I feel like that scene is such a good example of that because it really does tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, meeting you now, it's like you're totally different than <laughs> what I saw on screen. Yeah, Sophia was so scared. I was terrified. But... <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, this guy, who is he? I need to Google him and see how what he's about. <laughs> well, you, 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 you've done a lot of different TV shows and streaming shows. Is there anything unique about having uh, one director for an, an entire series? I know you were um, in this episode, but do you think it it is an improvement? Do you think it it kind of it benefits you as an actor to know, hey, my story before I got here and after I got here is is being told in one voice? Because I think that's something really unique about this show and a lot of the Marvel yeah. shows. Yeah, it, it's not that common outside of these shows. You're totally right, and I do think that it helps because you can feel that the whole thing has a unifying force behind it on all levels. And you can trust that the ball isn't getting dropped anywhere. I've been in some situations where I'm doing multiple episodes of something with all different directors. And even with the best of intentions and wonderful directors, they don't know it as well as you do as the actor who's been there the whole time or as someone else might if they had been there the whole time. And so sometimes you find yourself in those situations having to say, you know, actually what happened in the last episode is this and this and this. So I think it's important that this now happen here. And usually the directors I've worked with have been incredibly receptive and they've gone, oh, thank you so much for telling me that. 
I need to make sure that that all unifies. But no one has to expend any energy thinking about any of that when it's one director for the entire series. And when it is Kari Skogland, who is excellent <laughs> on every single level, right. truly the best, um, you're in the best hands. And so yeah. it, I think it just lets everybody relax a little bit more. And then you can focus on your job because you're not also tracking out of the corner of your eye. Does the Did the director read the last episode script? I don't totally know. And that stuff can happen. And so it's a real relief to just have one director and to have them be a phenomenal director. Yeah. Well, did she give you any context? I mean, your character is so huge to the connection of, of all the main characters mm-hmm. of Falcon and, and Winter Soldier. Um, I, I know that, you know, the other actors probably read the script, so they knew what you were about to say, but what, but what, what, what kind of connections do you think that uh, she was thinking about or, or you're thinking about as your character? Cause you're revealing this to them for the first time. And I, we're going to talk about what happens to you at some point. <laughs> But I mean, this, these are these are really big, um, you know, cataclysmic ev- ev- things that you're revealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting as you're saying that because I think that Doctor Nagel has an understanding of how big and cataclysmic those things are, but I also think it's a little all in a day's work for him. He's incredibly smart. These things are challenging to do, but he can do them. And so I think that that was a fun thing to play with. And that's really the luxury of having a lot of time to shoot something. We shot that sequence over a couple of days, whereas a lot of other TV shows and films would go, you know, it's one location. Let's just slam through it as fast as we can in one day. And the benefit of having time is that between you and your director and your writer and your other actors, you can spend a lot of time thinking about, okay, we have version A of the character because we did five takes of that. Let's see what happens if he's a little more hostile in this next round or if he's more sort of checked out or if he has more of a sense of humor or something. And so I feel like I left that set and that experience really feeling like we had explored a huge range of possibilities with that character. And it's interesting to think about because you can make a case for, you can make a case for a version of him that really has a temper. You can make a case for a version of him that's very passive, I think. And, um, and sort of numb to the horrible things that he's experienced and enacted. And that to me is the most fun part of the job is to think about what are all the possibilities here and let's try to get as many of them on camera as we can. That's that, that is really cool. And I feel like that's something that I didn't even think about, but Mm -hmm. for an actor as someone creative to, to be in a show that's so big, but know that you can still have the luxury of trying different things out, kind of like a movie, really Mm -hmm. like a indie movie. Um, that's really exciting. Well, let's. The second you were on screen, Sophie was like, "Oh, this doctor is going to be really important, super interesting." I was expecting it to go on for like another twelve episodes, even though this is she like was, a ten series. <laughs> she was writing your your spinoff movie in her head already. It was. It's true. I'll send you what I have. 
but then in in an ultimate betrayal but also true to his character Zemo kills you in 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 a oh surprising gosh. way what do do you, how, how do you feel about that i'm sure you're super bummed out were you surprised reading that for the first time you're like oh i'm here and then there i go <laughs> yeah i mean my i feel like my first thought reading something like that is a little more like oh god i don't love being in the same room as a gun that's being fired yeah. at me <laughs> Even though it's even though it's a prop, and ever, I can't say enough wonderful things about the people in charge of the safety on that set. Um, but I, I think my first thought as the actor is just like, oh, another another frightening day at work for me because I'm I, I typically like as Oli am a nervous person and scared of a lot of yeah. things. Um, so that works, and have had some not great working experiences with guns and fire and things like that. Um, but the, my, I have to say, my favorite thing to think about with Dr. Nagel is that I think he had a sense, not that he was going to die in that exact moment, but I think he had a sense that in his high stakes line of work, it was very possible that someone would show up at some point mm-hmm. and something bad would happen. I think I think there is something interesting to think about. You have to have some kind of anticipation that that would happen. I, I'm sure a lot of people... Um, even if you think just think about like a secret service person or something, they know that their job is putting them in the line of fire. And I think that Dr. Nagel at the top of that scene, I do think he doesn't freak out. He said, he says, you know, who are you? What do you want? Or whatever he says. And I think the thought behind that a little bit is like, this could be, this could be the time. Like I've mentally prepared for something like this. Does that yeah. make sense? And Does that track? Yes, at all? you are in the capital of criminals. <laughs> so, also, that yeah. walking <laughs> down the street is is probably something to worry about. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to look back on some of that scene and think that he's just tr- sort of trying to tell his story and impress upon them who he is and why he matters because he might not have another shot. He doesn't know how this is going to end. True. Mm-hmm. They've waved a lot of guns in his face. He knows that bad things could happen. Who he's working for. (laughs) Well, and also it's Marvel. So no one's ever really gone. From your lips. From (laughs) from your lips to Kevin Feige's. I know, yeah. We'll send this straight to him. We'll we'll, we'll print this on a a tape. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are you, what, what, what are you excited about now that people have seen you in the Marvel Cinematic Universe I'm sure this is something that that you're excited to share, especially since you've had to keep it a secret for so long, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what kind of big impacts do you think uh, this will have for you? Oh, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I do feel like I work really hard to not have specific expectations or... Um, try to plan for like, this will happen and that will lead to this. And clearly that will happen after that. And so I, I do, like you said, I, I feel happy and relieved that it is out in the world. And I really like how it came together. I'm so proud to be a part of the show on so many levels. And, um, and, you know, I hope that, I hope that other people see it and, and like what I did, but um, beyond that, I don't have too many designs on because also when you're an actor, things can come up years later that someone goes, it's five years later and someone goes, I loved you in that thing. And that's why 
this is happening. It, it's not always as simple as something comes out and a week later, this other thing shows up. Um, so I hope that it, you know, I hope that it leads to some cool opportunities with wonderful people, but I don't have too many specific plans as to what that could look like because that usually just disappoints you a lot. <laughs> well, that, I, we have some huge fans here. We absolutely enjoyed you in it. Before before we end, I do want to ask you, your boss in this show is the power broker. What kind of context did they give you for that? Did they say, here's just a bad guy who is paying your bills? He's this guy in charge. Did you get to meet him? <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't think I should say anything about that at the present time. That's exactly, that's what we expected, to be honest with you. I'm excited for people to learn more. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thank you both. And we'll see you again. I hope so. <laughs> thank you so much. Have really. a great day. It's so nice having you. It's so nice thank to meet you. both of you. Thank you. The power broker was more than happy to fund the recreation of my work. How many vials did you make? 20. Carly Morgenthau stole those. So. Wow, what a guy. And uh, I just want to say thank you again for him and, and his team for getting in contact with us and letting yeah, him be thank on you the for pod. Taking, thank you for taking the time. Yeah. I mean, my gosh. And if you want to follow him on Instagram, his Instagram is uh, Oli ha- ha- Haskevi. Mm-hmm. It's I'm going to spell it to you. Do it. All right. O-L-L-I-A-H-A-A-S-K-I-V-I. But guess what? It's also in the description of this episode. It sure is. So you can copy, paste, or tap on that. But uh, really fun. Sylvia, what do you think about uh, that? About Oli? Mm-hmm. My gosh. I mean, he's, like I said before, he's such a sweet guy. He was so patient. And he was just giving us so much feedback on his experience. Mm. He wouldn't tell us it. about the power broker, he though. He would not. And we got we, tre- we tried. I say we, tried. we, but you. I tried. <laughs> I was so nervous, my gosh. Like, he was just, he was such a nice guy. Yeah, and we will find out soon. Yeah. But I wish we could find out right now. Mm-hmm. But he we kept, can't. He kept smiling, and he kept, like, kind of winking <laughs> and being like, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but thanks so much for listening to the pod. Remember, you can support it at patreon.com slash DelphinPod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D. And we'll be back on Monday when the new episode of Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier comes out. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, my gosh, we're going to be on every we'll single... So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe uh, we'll get another person. Yeah. Hopefully. All right, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.